John, plenty of sports media news to talk about this week, but I have a feeling you're going to be insufferable because of Maryland winning the men's lacrosse national championship. Why would you think of that, Andrew? The hat, the old Bay seasoning, or this clip from Anish Shroff? A season for the ages and a team for all time. And we're back. The Morishan and Oran Sports Media Podcast presented by USA Track and Field. He's John Oran, the media reporter for the Sports Business Journal. I'm Andrew Morishan, sports media columnist for the New York Post. So on the video, John has the Maryland hat. He's holding some kind of Maryland seasoning or something. It's some kind of Maryland seasoning. You don't know what Old Bay seasoning is? No, nobody Come knows. Come on. That. Down here, you put it on eggs. You put it on corn. It's, it's known as the crab seasoning. It's distinctly Maryland. You have an extra glow, though, this week, John. National championship for the men's lacrosse team over Cornell. I know. And the women were in the Final Four, too. But let's let's get started. Let's just go right to who's up, who's down. Who's up? Who's down? John, why don't you go first? I'm going to start with a name drop here. Uh, I was uh, a week ago talking with Jimmy Pitaro at the Sports Business Awards, and he was talking about the uh, matchup in the NBA that would be the best for TV ratings, for interest. And it was the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. And as we know, any series that goes seven games or six games is what the TV executives really uh, pray for. So if this is a four game sweep, then it's, you know, who cares? But uh, ESPN, ABC, they ended up with the matchup that they wanted. So I have Jimmy Pitaro as my who's up. All right. I thought TV executives weren't supposed to root. Did I say root? I did say root, but I, I think he just remarked, maybe. Oh, he remarked? Okay, all right. I, I know Jim, you're I, Jimmy Pitaro, as you know, is a big New York fan, so the idea of him rooting for a Boston franchise, is a, that, that, that's a little much. I know he's like a WFAN caller about the uh, Yankees. I'm not sure if uh, he likes the Knicks or what's, what, what his teams are for the other sports. All right, for my who's up, Greg Olson. This has been a long and windy road to get here. I mean, I reported a couple of weeks ago that he, he's getting the job. He's going to be Kevin Burkhart's partner. Uh, Tom Brady, of course, is on the $375 million on deck circle. Uh, but to me, Olsen's a major who's up. We talked about it last week. This is a great opportunity. There's a small collection of people who are going to be considered to do Super Bowls. The guy's 37 years old. He's going to do a Super Bowl this year. He does well. He could be on the biggest games for a long time. And the fact that there's like this hiccup and there's this shadow of Brady uh, for his start, maybe long forgotten. So for me, Greg Olson's who's up. All right, Andrew, who's your who's down? My who's down is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, I covered him for a, a good amount of time. He's always above it all. He's above social media. And then the day after Memorial Day, Derek Jeter has now succumbed to being on Twitter, Instagram. I mean, look, I, I got to know him a little bit, you know, covering him and, you know, being there daily. Uh, Derek Jeter's supposed to be cool. And the, nothing's cooler than not being on social media, if you can. Most of us have to be on it for our job or we like it or you know, people just want to torture themselves and feel worse about themselves. So they're on social media. You're Derek Jeter. You don't have to be on social media, but 
the marketing has begun. So my who's down, Derek Jeter. It's good natured. Uh, Jeter's on there, but there's only a couple of the last remaining holdouts. I don't think Michael Jordan's on there. Uh, in sports media, Tom Verducci gets major props, not on social media. Uh, but uh, uh, Derek Jeter now succumbs and he's on social media. Let's hope he displays more range on social media than he did in the field, uh, Andrew, right? Uh, speaking as an oh, Orioles man, fan. No, we need a bump bump because that's too good. We're going to have to throw that in there. Chris I mean, Mason, we need, we, need the, we need the sound. My who's down, Arlo White. Uh, he is, of course, the voice of the Premier League on NBC. He has been since N- NBC got it. He is, I think, an excellent play-by-play voice on it. His contract is up. There have been reports out that he's going to be replaced with uh, Peter Drury. People have really high expectations uh, about him. He, he has a, a great reputation, but I just wanted to uh, to offer a pay-on to Arlo White. I know people that watch the Premier League on uh, on weekend mornings really enjoy his calls, and he's done a fantastic job with NBC, but, but it looks like his time is uh, coming to an end. Yeah, maybe we're going to talk about MLS in a minute. Maybe he'll end up at MLS. I will say, when Ted Lasso came along, and then I listened to... Uh, him call games on the premier league. I kept hearing Ted Lasso a little bit, like it was a little bit in my head. If I watched the Lasso series too close to a premier league game, and I just kind of feel like he's going to say something like, you know, Ted Lasso is on the field or something, uh, you know, something ridiculous coaching thing. Yeah. Arlo White did a really good job. I, I, I always enjoyed, and I think NBC overall with their coverage does a very good, uh, very sincere about the coverage. They realize that people watching actually like it. We don't have to explain offsides, et cetera. So that's always a, a plus. All right, let's move to the topics. Let's start Big Ten and Pac-12, and then we'll get into the MS, MLS deals because we got some deals that are about to come to fruition. And so let's just kind of get out there what we know, what we think is going to happen, and kind of break it down. Uh, we will have more NFL talk later because usually NFL is a staple early. Big Ten, Pac-12. What do you, what do you, give me your like rundown, John, of what you think? You know, big deals uh, that, that are about to happen. You know, the Big Ten deal, uh, they said all along it's going to happen before Memorial Day. It hasn't happened. Nothing's, uh, nothing's wrong with that, but it just it didn't go as quickly as they thought. MLS deal, they promised something before Memorial Day. Nothing happened. There um, are some moving parts uh, with MLS right now. But the Big Ten deal is, is, is moving forward. There is a ton of interest. Uh, in in the Big Ten. Uh, Fox, as we've already reported, has already uh, got its package. Um, we don't know quite what that package looks like, but Fox is, you know, is controlling these rights and it's going to be the main uh, broadcast partner uh, of the Big Ten, which opens up everything else. And right now, uh, the, uh, all the networks are jockeying. You have uh, the CBS, which uh, really wants to replace their SEC with a big time game and they they have a big bid on offer there's a potential that ESPN could could still come in but you know th- there's a question about uh, whether or not ESPN wants to take the third or fourth best game and sort of put it on ESPN you know they, they want to be uh, closer up there um, uh, the basketball also plays a part in that uh, Amazon is taking a, a, a look at it as well NBC is still taking a look at it. And here's something that was uh, just floated by me just uh, you know, last week. Imagine this on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, you have Fox with the one or two pick in the noon window. And that leads into CBS with the one or two pick or three pick in the, uh, in the late afternoon window, which leads into NBC 
with the one, two, or three pick in prime time, and all of a sudden you have Big Ten games going all through the day, and that's a that, that's something that's you know I'm not I'm not predicting that that's going to happen, but it's something that certainly has been discussed. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you wanted to own the day, you'd be on three of the four networks uh, from one to the other to the other. The question is, are there enough good games, right? This isn't the NFL. Does the Big Ten, although it's in huge markets, does it have three really good games every week? I I don't know. I'd have to look at that deeper. I would say probably not. I know Maryland plays in the the Big Ten. Uh, so uh, (laughs) Not Maryland lacrosse, mind you. This is Maryland football. Okay, so Maryland lacrosse is is better than Maryland football. Okay, let's say ESPN doesn't get it. I think they turn their attention and maybe go and get the Pac-12, which has been a long, you know, reported story about how their media deals don't measure up to uh, the other conf- you know, top conferences. Uh, and could ESPN look at it and say, all right, if we're not getting a top uh, Big Ten game every week, maybe we just turn our attention to the Pac-12. And the Big Ten says, you know what? Yeah, we won't have ESPN. Um and ABC, but we'll have the other big three uh, with uh, uh, Fox, obviously, at big noon, CBS at 3.30, and then possibly primetime um, with NBC. Uh, and then I do think they'll have a digital player, probably Amazon, uh, involved there. Uh, and so uh, that, that's a pretty, that, that's a nice formation of a good deal. Look, the Pac-12 deal uh, currently runs through 23-24. Uh, the ratings for Pac-12 games so far, they're not very good. They're they're on ESPN and Fox. They're they're somewhat they're late at night for the East Coast. They're somewhat difficult to find. Here's why the Pac-12. I'll never uh, um, count them out. Big brands. This is this is why I'm so big on on the um uh, the Big Ten. You know, with Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, you know, uh, Michigan State. They they have Penn State. They have big brands there. Wait, John. I just have to. Maryland. Sorry, go ahead. I gotta, you know, I'm going to get you on this Maryland lacrosse thing that we're leading the show off with. So I'm going to have to bring it back. You know, big, big Maryland, is, Maryland. A, Maryland is a key component to the Big Ten. Absolutely. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back when we do call of the week. I've got some stats for you, Andrew. All right. I'm saving up. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. But the, the, the Pac-12 has USC and UCLA. They have Stanford. They have Oregon. They have uh, Washington. Yep. Arizona is good. They have big name schools out there. And I, I could see where, you know, uh, with the Big Ten, they're looking at the SEC, they're, they're identified with ESPN, right? Because ESPN has all those rights. The Big Ten is more identified with Fox. Fox is going to be the, the, the main broadcaster. They own the, the Big Ten network, the, the majority of the Big Ten network. So I can see ESPN pivoting and saying, like, we want to own the, the Pac-12. But what's especially working for the Pac-12 right now is all the interest in the Big Ten. And so that means that the people, the, the companies that do not get uh, the Big Ten rights, and you can you can add in like, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to get them or not, but, you know, Discovery um, and, and David Zaslav, who, who wants to uh, make a big splash in sports, uh, you look at ESPN potentially, what if NBC doesn't get that? What if uh, Amazon or Apple that don't get, there's going to be all of these people that don't get that are going to turn their attention to the next big one up. And that is the Pac-12, which comes up a year before the Big 12. So I think things are setting up nicely for the Pac-12. Yeah, I think Pac-12 will do well. All right, let's move to the MLS deal, which is another one that's on the horizon. We've both talked about Apple being like right there with a deal. Uh, Then Grant Wall on his Substack, former Sports Illustrated writer, uh, said, well, maybe not Apple. Uh, I think World Soccer Talk might have said something similar. 
another website that covers soccer. I think Apple is still involved uh, from what I can tell, from what I've been told. I think that the idea that they could do and have all of the local rights is still possible. I think there is a question of the linear part of it. Um, it looked as if ABC and ESPN would probably go from 35 to 25 events um, and maybe retain MLS Cup. I think Apple wants, they want a championship. I mean, they want, they want the, you know, if they're going to give and pay big bucks, they want the the big events. They don't want the all-star game and uh, the MLS cup. I mean, they're Apple, even though they're new into sports, which is the Friday night baseball package, uh, they still consider they're Apple. And so they want that big event and to, to get the biggest audience for those, uh, for those games. So that, that's where, where I understand it, where it is. And I do think the deal is, you would think you'll get a deal this, uh, you know, in June, um, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's a complicated, a lot of different moves between local and national. And I think they're doing their data as well. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, but, uh, but that's where I think it is at the moment. Yeah. And we both have a lot of respect for, for Grant Wall and, and world soccer talk is, is deep in, 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 uh, in soccer discussions. And I think what, what uh, I've heard since those reports over the weekend that, that, and they didn't say necessarily Apple was out. They just yes. were saying that it's not a sure thing. And that, that confirms with what, we, what we've both heard. There are a couple of, uh, they aren't as far along as we had originally uh, thought. Like, like, I think that you know, a lot of people were talking about it, uh, including me, happening before Memorial Day. And it, it didn't happen before Memorial Day. There are a couple of big sticking points. You identified a, a couple of them. One of them is um, the, the championship game. Is that going to be exclusively on streaming? How much and where are they going to be able to put the, um, uh, the, the, the television uh, networks? Like what, do, what does Apple want there? I think that there are a couple of things that MLS executives still think they're going to be able to, to push through that Apple is sort of uh, is starting to hold on, uh, hold tough on. Um, and the, the, the other big question is like, there are Spanish language rights, you know, what's, what's going to happen with Univision? Fox is still uh, somewhat interested in, in uh, having some games for its broadcast network. I know, like you said, ESPN has a certain carve out there. So things are not set, but I do think ultimately MLS is looking at a pretty nice payday that's going to be about three times what they had been making, a lot less than what they went out to market with and said, hey, we're going to make you know, more than 300 million on these. Uh, so it's going to be less than that. But if you look at what they're making now to what they should be making at the end of this process, I think they're still looking okay. And Apple, I do think this will be a tell of like where they're going. Not that MLS, we've said it's not a big deal, right? But I mean, where are they? What are they like? I, look, we, we have to, we're, we have plenty of podcasts to do. So we probably have to let this play itself out. But I just kind of like you do the baseball deal. And again, I don't think MLS is a big deal for Apple, of course, not a lot of money for them. Um, and maybe they're just putting their, their toe in the water. But you're the big one with like, these are huge companies. Why aren't they, you know, Amazon, you don't think it's like got enough stuff. You know, we've, that's our, you know, huge debate. It's our, uh, you know, who would you rather have, you know, Willie Mays or Mickey Mantle debate for us, uh, you know, Amazon or Apple strategy. Uh, but I don't know, it, it just feels as if like they don't do this deal. Like what deals are they going to do? Again, the Sunday tickets out there. I've heard mixed things about them getting Sunday ticket. Um, and so, uh, you know, obviously that's the big one. Like they don't get Sunday ticket. Then what are we, what are we talking about here? Finally, we're on an agreement with the, the streamers, Andrew. The, the, we this, are not in agreement. Mark it You're down. Not an agreement. No, 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 no. I did not see any ground. <laughs> I'm just saying you. You love to say like you did the you do the universal we on certain issues. You're Tim Cook. 
you're running Apple and you want to get into sports, we just identified the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and uh, MLS. Which one of those do you want? Big Ten. What would you rank second? Probably Pac-12. Yeah, why aren't they involved with that yet? Like, I don't know. Like, Maybe they are. But, I mean, I we only know so much, right? We we know a lot. I think we do know more than others, perhaps. But the uh, we only know so much. I've said this before on on this pod, but I get this view that Apple, you know, you said dipping their toe in. That's exactly what they're doing. This is all a test. This is all to see because because this isn't big money for Apple. Like if they if they spend, you know, to throw out a number, let's say two hundred fifty million on MLS. Right? What's the strategy? Oh, they, they, they want to see what they're what they're getting before the uh, look the big kahuna coming up with the demos and with the the brand names and with the star players is the nba that comes after all of this so do you want them just to say like we want the nba without having tested anything well hold on. that's been my point the whole time so wait are you coming to my side now that i think about it because i've said that you don't just jump in to doing the getting the super bowl but if you're Amazon, for example, we're not going to, again, people listening, we're not going to get deep into this. I'm just going to go quickly here. But you get you start smaller and then you build up. But now Amazon has the Yankees, the NFL. Um, they might get the Big Ten. Uh, they have a lot of soccer and cricket around them, around the world. So uh, I don't know, but this, I don't get that sense with Apple. I don't know. I, maybe they are ramping up. I just don't get that sense with them. I don't know. Well, if they do Sunday ticket, then we'll have a good sense. Yeah, but even if they get Sunday ticket, like uh, uh, again, all of these streamers, they're taking packages that uh, linear TV networks so far have said no to. And, it, and it's when they get in and finally say like, we want those big 10 rights because the linear networks desperately want those big 10 rights. Like that, that's when I'm going to take them seriously. Now it's everything just does appear to be kind of a test for them. Yeah, you're wrong about Thursday night football. We're not going to belabor it. The networks. Yes. They were all out on it at that price. Right. But they would have liked it at a certain price. It was just, they couldn't really figure it out. The prices that they paid for it. Look, look, you, know what, I, you don't think the networks would take it. If they could have got it for $400 million, you don't think they would have taken Thursday night football. Look, CB, CBS walked on it. Cause they couldn't make money on it. Fox walked on it. Cause they couldn't make money. So th- they would have had, the, the, the NFL would have had to go backwards on a rights fee to have any one of these linear networks go, go in on it. So yeah, they, they would have taken it at a price, but at a price that the NFL never would have offered it. Fair enough. All right, fine. Um, I turn, Brian, roll up. Um, I know you're listening to this podcast. Oh, he's so definitely listening. He's to definitely this. listening. Yeah. So uh, you got to listen every week to understand what we're talking about there. NBA, are you said Celtics, Golden State, great finals for ESPN and Pataro. I don't think you can disagree with that, right? Like, what- Yeah, let's spend 30 seconds on this because we can talk about this every single time. Uh, if the, if the uh, series goes seven games, that's great. If you have big markets, that's great. And if you have uh, teams with fan bases that are rabid, like, uh, like the Warriors and certainly like Boston, that's great. So th- this is set up. But I think the be- NBA is slightly different, though. A bigger point that I think I'd like to make, though, is that if LeBron's in Cleveland, it doesn't matter. He's in Cleveland. Yeah. If you have these big stars, and I do think you have, like, like, you know, Golden State at this point with Steph Curry and company is a celebrity team where they've kind of crossed over, right? Like non-basketball fans know Steph Curry. I mean, not to the point of LeBron, but not Jordan, but they know Steph Curry. Uh, he's made a big enough name for himself, and that team has been dominant enough. So uh, this is right. a- and, and one of the reasons that uh, the ratings were, were down last year is Giannis, who's uh, like if you watch basketball, is a fabulous player. 
just uh, he doesn't quite have the, that brand recognition yet so that the casual fans or the non-NBA fans will want to tune in like they do with Steph Curry or like they do with uh, with LeBron. I mean, we judge announcers at the end of the show. You just butchered Giannis's name. What'd you call him? Giannis? I love I, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Giannis. A, that's my, like, that's that's my mid-Atlantic accent coming out. <laughs> I, I didn't even attempt his last name. That's the only one we had Jeff Van Gundy on. That's the only name he doesn't say. Uh, I'm not going to try the last name. Okay, I'll give you that. I know I, I brought up the Giannis thing, but I'm not going to try the last name. He's the only one he calls him uh, Giannis. Let's, and we also want to give a little shout out to Mike Breen, who was actually going to be our big get this week. Came down with COVID, had to miss game seven. Big bummer. Uh, the hope we're, we're recording before game one of the finals on Thursday. The hope is he's back for game one. Van Gundy did not sound well either during that game. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, just want to give our best to Mike Breen because he was going to be on the podcast this week. And of course we understand, uh, I think he's doing fine, but you know, with COVID, uh, resting up and hopefully he can be out there, uh, for the, uh, NBA finals. I want to uh, bring up a big get, uh, Magic Johnson. He's going to be on the pregame show. I wrote last week before we did the pod, I think, um, that man- magic had vanished from ESPN's coverage. Uh, they he, announced he'd him- done one. Uh, one yes, he show. did one show in March. Uh, it was announced before the season. He'd only done one <laughs> show. That story's been out there. I've been waiting to write it forever. And then it was like, all right, here's the finals. Is he going to be on the finals? And he wasn't going to be on the finals. Got a statement from Dave Roberts, who's the executive who runs their NBA coverage, saying, you know, there are unforeseen conflicts scheduling wise. Story comes out. They talk some more, uh, a little attention to it. And now he's going to be there for just game one, though, from what I understand. We'll see if we can get him to game two, but just game one, Magic will make an appearance. I think they'll have an alt broadcast as well where he'll make some an appearance as well uh, for the 75th anniversary. But, uh, but yes, Magic will be there. I will tell you this. The interplay between Wilbon, Stephen A. Smith, and Jalen Rose has has been fantastic through the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I like they they've kept me watching for the first time in th- since I can remember. They've kept me as a fan watching through halftime or watching you know the, the last couple of minutes of a of a, of a pregame yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, they, look, there's a big argument to make. They don't really need Magic at this point. I mean, he is Magic Johnson. I know to a younger crowd, maybe that doesn't mean as much. He's 62 now, so uh, you know the 20 somethings out there. They all watch know. Winning Time. Come on. Yeah, oh gosh, don't get us in the winning time. But uh, they, they're definitely not going to really, well, let's see, let's see what this guy's like, this Magic Johnson. But yeah, I don't know if he, as a TV performer, you know, this is third go-around unofficially with ESPN. Uh, this one's been a brief one. Uh, but yeah, I don't know even why they necessarily want Magic at this point. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't, I don't know. When you agree to a contract and you announce them, you kind of expect them to be there more than uh, this will be a second time. Uh, I don't I, I think I'd be like listen magic you're a great player and would love to have a little relationship but this isn't really working out can I can I say on a per game basis I bet you he's up there with Tom Brady <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually am interested to know what he's making for this like I yeah. that is an interesting number that's out there that uh, needs to be found out uh, the other big news CJ McCollum uh, the Pelican guard uh, signs with ESPN active player Kind of a similar deal to what Draymond Green did, although the Green deal with Turner, uh, I think, is a little bit longer. This is only a one-year deal, from what I understand. Uh, he's going to bring his podcast over, which was with Cadence 13. Now it will be with ESPN. He'll develop that. He'll be on the shows. And 
smart move by ESPN, in my opinion. Uh, McCollum is, first off, a Lee grad, like my father, Herb Marchand. Uh, so uh, props for, for him for getting Lehigh to the 20 one year. Shout out to Herb Marchand. I like yeah, there that. You go. That's good. And then uh, he does the book reviews, too. Everyone knows him as Papa Clicker in the New York <laughs> Post. Uh, the uh, other aspect, you know, is that it's a good job getting a relationship with him and seeing what he can bring. He can also do it. He's a smart guy. Journal's a major uh, at Lehigh. Um, should have went to Ithaca College maybe for that, or maybe even Maryland. By the way, you but last thing, I'm, I'm sidetracking a lot today, but last week you mentioned Maryland grads who are big in media and you forgot Boomer Esiason. Oh, Boomer, of course. He, he was before my time, though. I mean, I, I, I got to go with my guys, you know. All right, but he's on national. I mean, Boomer is on Shout out to Boomer. Boomer was watching the lacrosse game. He, he, he was tweeting about it. So like, shout out to Boomer. All right, so Boomer, we All forgot right. him. So anyways, good move. <laughs> any, any thoughts for you on uh, McCollum? Boomer, uh, by the way, my favorite uh, college football player of all time, that lefty, you know, he beat, oh. he, uh, he beat UNC, like my, my junior year of high school. That was great. Yeah, Boomer, uh, Boomer but I do want to bring up McCollum because uh, that leads into our next topic. You had, I thought, a really interesting column about the next class of NFL TV free agents, sort of, you know, uh, uh, current players who you think will step up. And, you know, if you look at what, what's happened with the NBA uh, when Draymond Green retires, he's walking into into an on air role, uh, and th- this is the path that's being set for McCollum as well. Uh, with with uh, the NFL, you know they have the NFL broadcasting boot camps. The people that have graduated from those and moved on to, to uh, uh, TV roles, uh, I don't have a, actual statistics on it, but a ton of uh, the on air uh, folks have have gone through that route. There's also um, yeah, I mean the way they that they identified Tony Romo, the way they identified Jason Witten, they, they uh, back in the day, the way, the way they identified Drew Brees. When all of the TV networks come to to do a game, and these players go and talk to the producers, the producers are you know either either consciously or un- subconsciously judging these players by how well they're on t- uh, television. Th- these are the sort of routes that people are taking. But I'll let you talk about your column, which I found to be fascinating. Yeah, so at Post Plus, every Monday we have our subscription newsletter uh, at New York Post Sports Plus. Uh, And so for this week, I did the power rankings of future analysts, guys who could become analysts if they want. Number one on my list, Mike Tomlin. If he wants to be uh, an analyst, he will get eight figures, I think. Uh, You know, uh, he could do games, could do studio. Maybe, you know, if he's a studio guy, maybe not eight figures, but big money uh, guy. Uh, Number two, Sean McVay. I reported that Amazon was going to, uh, uh, was willing to go in the $20 million range to try to get him to be Al Michaels partner for this first year. Uh, And then they got Kirk Herbstreet. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think of the rest of the list. Travis Kelsey, um, Bill Belichick, Phil Rivers, uh, and this is an exact order. You have to pay for the subscription to get the exact order. But anyways, uh, <laughs> and um, Russell Wilson was the last one. So, uh, and he so actually, Andrew, all coaches, all quarterbacks, except for Travis Kelsey. Yep. And look, you look at it, that brings us into the, you know, Fox announced this week, Greg Olson, uh, as we said at the beginning, uh, tight end. I do think you look at it, tight ends uh, and quarterbacks, they do have a little bit of an advantage because, quarterbacks 
obviously the way the NFL and the rules are set up now, the game is set around the quarterback. It's the most important position by far. It's an offensive league. They want to promote offense and you want to hear about what the quarterbacks are doing and thinking. So that makes sense. Tight end. It's a unique position because you not only catch the ball, but you block, uh, you know, receivers do that to an extent, but tight ends are really part of the running game in terms of line play. Uh, and so, uh, I think they do have a, uh, you know, a position that you, you'd want to hear from, you know, now that I talk about, it, I guess running backs as well do some of that stuff. Um, but uh, just tight ends have to really understand the passing game more and the running game at a different level than maybe a running back. You know, in my opinion, uh, it could be, I, I really don't know that a hundred percent. I've never, you know, been a, in an NFL locker room, but I do think that's true. Um, and so I do think maybe that's why you see that. And also like Olsen, Kelsey has that personality that's stuck out. Um, and then I think that, uh, our networks already think highly of him. That is its personality and it's able to take these complicated routes and explain it, explain it to a general audience. Interesting, no defensive players. It's especially hard for defensive players to, to break through. We did say, you know, what was two weeks ago, maybe we had the McCourty twins at the NFL boot camp. Um, I also heard Van Noy from the Patriots, another guy who uh, looked, who sounded good um, at the, uh, at the, at the boot camp. By the way, last thing, just back to McCollum. Is it McCollum or McCollum? McCollum or McCollum? McCollum. McCollum. 100%? No. Okay. <laughs> you just got to say it like you mean it, though. You know? <laughs> I say it like you mean it, but people listen to these things. They're like, oh, my God. Let's call him me. CJ. I, I think I can. Yeah, CJ, that. I like that. Yeah. Listen, he's a, he's a, he could be good. All right. So, yeah. So, I think those are the next. And then people say, well, all these guys are signed up forever. Brady, I've already mentioned there's scuttlebutt. Will Brady even do it? Like, I think he probably will. It's a lot of money. It could be a hedge, uh, but I think he probably does do it. And that's why I think it's a great opportunity for Olsen, because let's just say Brady never does it. Uh, that's number one. Um, and then, you know, Tony Romo, he's a long-term contract. Aikman is five years at ESPN. Collinsworth just signed. That's the, the position where you look at, you know, after the Super Bowl in four years, where that one maybe opens up again. But these are positions now that these guys are be gunning for because the low salary now is 12 and a half mil. That's the low salary. You know, one name that that we rarely bring up, but who I think is in in the the running is uh, Charles Davis, who's uh, left Fox for for CBS. CBS is very very high on him, and if something opens up, I and, and his contract works out, um, yep. I could see, I could see him making the move as well. Yeah, I mean, look, they he and I and Eagle are already a really good team. Um, what is it? Two years they've been together, I think. Uh, he left Fox and then they, they opened up that spot for Olsen. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Charles Davis, I think I find him very solid, very strong, good number two. Uh, probably to me as a one probably needs to be in a three-man booth uh, if you were to do that. Uh, that's where I'd look at Davis. I mean, but again, the thing, the, the number one thing you want to do as an analyst is, is not annoy people which it sounds like a terrible thing to say, like don't annoy people, but you just don't want to be a distraction to the game. And then if you can compliment the game and you're not never going to convince everyone, right? There's always going to be detractors because it's subjective and just people love to hate. Uh, and so, but like, don't get that. Like, I think there are some, when you go deeper down the depth chart, sometimes there's certain guys who can, overwhelm a game a little bit like mark slareth at times can overwhelm a game we get them a lot the giant games a little bit too much like take a deep breath a little bit you know you don't have to be so aggressive about it. i know it's football but um where you don't have to be as aggressive and that is something that 
kind of the audience can feel because we're just watching the game with you. Yeah, when you go lower down, then you, you almost get more of the hot takes. You, people are trying to do things to uh, to step out and, and, and become better known. I definitely see that a lot. We skipped over NHL. Just want to mention one thing because we're kind of now into the conference final. Sean McDonough for Turner. Uh, we'll do the games. Kenny Albert uh, for ESPN. I thought Bob Roshusen really made strides in terms of um, how he's looked upon uh, with his NHL calls. So I thought big winner from this NHL season, Bob Roshusen kind of just profile a little bit higher and was really good on hockey. And, and talk about game sevens, you know, close games, uh, you know, uh, walk off. Do you call them walk? You don't call them walk. No, off. not walk Not-off. off. Yeah. Eh, just game winners. Game, game winners. You know, the, the, those he visuals. hates the term walk off. That one, I, I, I get a lot of Phil's things. I don't know. The walk off one, I don't know why that annoys him so much. It's not great. And I, even when I was at ESPN, I never in honor Phil, I never wrote walk off. I was a game winning, but I don't know. That really annoys him. But anyways, hockey, I guess you could call it a walk. I don't think people do, but you could call it a walk off. All right, let's let's finish off the topics. NFL Plus, um, what do you got on that? Uh, Sports Business Journal, you guys have been all over this NFL Plus story. What do we got? Yeah, the Ben Fisher just uh, broke the story. They're going to launch uh, NFL Plus uh, later this summer. Uh, that's going to be about $5 a month. It's going to stream to your phone, to your iPad, basically to mobile devices. Uh, there's a question about whether or not you're going to be able to stream it onto your television. Uh, I'm not sure if the NFL is going to, going, to, going to allow that. And it's a place where if you pay $5 a month, you're going to be able to see uh, local games sort of in your area. Uh, I live in Washington, D.C. If I happen to be in Seattle, I think I, I would be stuck watching the Seahawks and not the Commanders, uh, it, you know, despite it being my, my phone and I'm paying uh, $5 a, a month for it. If you're in Seattle... You would be able to watch what on NFL Plus? You would be able to watch whatever games are uh, being broadcast in the Seattle market. So you wouldn't be able to watch the Commanders? Unless unless they were in a national game. Get those games. I love the NFL. I love I, it. I, Roll well, that, up. That, I know you're listening. I love this aspect. You're like selling something you already sold that I already can get. So incredible. can I already, let me understand this. Just so I, just so I'm, um, uh, I understand this fully. The, if I have Paramount Plus, which I do, and I was in Seattle, I'd be able to watch whatever's on Paramount Plus or whichever on CBS in the local yeah. market. Yeah. So I'm paying $5 to buy something, I guess, if I didn't have Paramount Plus? I guess if, yeah, if you have a game on Fox, because Fox are not, they're not putting their games on, on Tubi. Uh, uh, and I guess if a, game, if a game's on ESPN, I'm not sure if that would cover it, because that, that's going to be on cable. They have their own cable covenant. Oh, uh, if it's on ESPN, no, then, well, first off, yeah, I could get it through ESPN. Let's say I have ESPN Plus, but also, yeah, I don't know how that works. You know, the games are locally on. I don't know if you'd be able to stream them locally. I'm not sure that works. But it, it is another example, like you said, of the NFL is so unique. They have taken uh, their schedule and they have sliced it and diced it with all these different packages that now you can get this local streamed package. And, and all, it, all, all it costs you is $5 a month. I mean, it is awful for people, but I mean, these places, they're so good at like, uh, the NFL was the king at, here's the slice of pizza, take three bites out of it, and then we're going to take it back and we're selling it to somebody else. This is my favorite NFL story. I was covering them when I, when they, they were uh, selling the mobile rights. I believe it was to the Verizon back in 2008. Then the iPad uh, came out and they said, no, no, 
you have the mobile phone rights. This is mobile tablet rights. And they, 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 they were able to, to, and all you have to do is you have to take it. Like they can't say no. I know. The NFL, the NFL, the NFL is so, so powerful. powerful. Oh God. All right. Let's, let's finish it up, John. Call of the week. Call of the week. All right. Now people are listening to this. Yeah. John yeah. has his Maryland hat on. You got the spices back out. The Just old the spices, spices, the old day. It's spices. It's a podcast, spicy <laughs> podcast, the spiciest <laughs> podcast going. All right, I'll set it up. Dave Ryan, Westwood One, call of John Oran's Maryland Terrapins winning the national championship over Cornell. 10 seconds left between Maryland and perfection. Bubba Fairman's got it with five seconds. Three, two, one, zeros on the clock, and there it is. The perfect record-setting season is complete for Maryland. 18-0 and Kings of College Lacrosse once again. The terrific Terps win the program's fourth national championship. Woo! How about that, Andrew? National champs. One of the best lacrosse teams in history. Credit to Zach Shaw of CBSSports.com. He went through. The last five years of Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten championships, Michigan's number one with 50, Ohio State number two with 38, Terps number three in the Big Ten. How about that? Rutgers only has two. Why, why, why do we have Rutgers in our conference? Purdue only has three. I think we should get rid of those two schools. Uh, how many teams are in the Big Ten? Well, it's more than 10, but, you know, Johns Hopkins is in there for, uh, for lacrosse. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know uh, that. It's 14. It's, it's, it should be called the Big Ten plus or minus. <laughs> big 10 plus <laughs> big 10 plus yes that's how we end it big 10 plus oh god we said it too loud that would be in the deal three weeks from me talking about uh we've started big 10 plus uh, guess what i i would be a happy subscriber <laughs> all right congratulations to john we're happy for you and all the terrapins out there uh that's going to do it for this week if you want to rate us give us a five out of five it really helps if you give us a review and say nice things and if you follow us wherever you get your podcast uh we appreciate it uh, another fun week. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening, everyone.